this is the podcast you're looking for. That's right. Hi, I'm Griffin. David Sims. Griffin Newman. Welcome to Griffin and David Present, a, a, new, a new podcast. podcast. This is a new podcast. Yeah. I bet you're saying, yeah, but what's it called? Yeah. Uh, that is what it's called. It's a new podcast, and it's titled A New Podcast. Uh, Griffin this, and David Present, A New Podcast. This is, of course, uh, the latest uh, entry in the storied Griffin David Present franchise. Yep. <laughs> I guess no one really knows that we were going to do this. We didn't set this up. We did it at the end of the live did show. We, did we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, we did. We did set this up. We did set this up. All right. Okay. Uh, and first of all, hearty thanks to everyone who uh, helped out. with the live show. Definitely. All our guests who were on the live show, everyone yeah. who came out to watch it, everyone who's listened to it. It was it was a nice little capper for the whole experience of the three uh, movies. Yes. And all the guests we had. Yeah. All the nice guests we had. I'm just checking to see if we have any reviews. But anyway. I don't think there are any new good ones. Okay. Um but that that was, you know, we planned this big finale show because we went, we finished off the trilogy. It's true. We had planned it weeks ahead. And then at the last minute, we found out something. That there there were three, other, three other movies. Yeah. Star Wars movies. And they were made like a long time ago. I made a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, now, in a yeah. weird process. So George Lucas made four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. By his explanation... They were test screenings. Okay, well, that's the explanation of that madman we I had in our I said by podcast. his explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he continued working on them. He says he did not officially finish them until the 90s, just two right, years. Right, they were re-released with, uh, you know, with uh, more completed, in his opinion, sort of special effects and so on and so forth. Right. He'd sort of, yeah, yeah. Just two years before The Phantom Menace came out right. and, and started, kickstarted what we're going to have to refer to as the original trilogy, the well, OT. right. Because it's one, two, and three. Chronologically, that's how things work. Now, we know that these films had a long production time. They started in the 70s. Yeah. But, like, we can. they were hugely successful test screenings. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the one we're discussing today was the most financially successful film ever, ever made. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is a fact. At when it was released. Right. But George claims that it was not released. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I don't know why. He seems to love money. I don't know. Look, Let's stop talking about George Lucas. We're on the though. same page. we got to stop yeah. talking about this guy. But, but this is the point. We started this out trying to figure out what the Phantom Mass was about. Yeah. Then we tried to figure out if Attack of the Clones was a good sequel. look right at you, Griffin. We tried to figure out if Revenge of the Sith capped off the story sure. well. Good conclusion. Was it a good conclusion? Now we have these three additional films, right? Yeah. I think because of the precedent we've set and how we've you know come about this, mm. all we can do is look at this movie as the fourth Phantom Menace movie. That's what it is. Right. Right. Right, I don't care One, what order two, three, four. he made them in. Yeah. You know how long it took them to be finished? And you don't care about bits. I don't care about bits. You just don't care about them. I don't but care. I don't like them. we're on a fourth movie, so we're going to talk about this as the fourth movie. This is a direct sequel to Revenge of the oh, Sith. Jesus Christ. People There's are going to be so angry jump. with us. No, but that's what we have to do. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a big time jump. Okay. So, about 20 years. So now that's the stage is set. Ooh, should I get the opening crawl? We're not going to do the opening crawl. I we're we only should. doing one episode. I know, but we'll, I think we're going to hit a lot of the greatest hits in a shorter, more condensed form. Um, but yeah, let me, I'll pull up the opening Let me do a little housekeeping before <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get yeah, into sure, the movie. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Uh, first of all, as always, uh, rate, subscribe, review. Oh, please. Not only to us. Go right ahead. But to all our, our sister uh, podcasts on the UCB Comedy Network. And speaking of the UCB Comedy Network, we mm. are delighted, as always, to have working the ones and zeros. Over here, wearing the cans. Delish. 
Producer Ben, a.k.a. Purdueer Ben, a.k.a. The Ben Deucer, a.k.a. The Poet Laureate, a.k.a. The Haas, a.k.a. Yeah. Mr. Positive, sure. a.k.a. Birthday Benny. I'm going to bring that one back. Oh, mm. yeah. Not his birthday anymore. No, but hey, why not? <laughs> a.k.a. The Peeper. Yep. A.k.a. Producer Ben Kenobi. Uh-huh. Ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. You forgot Hello Fennel. Hello Fennel. Oh, man. Ben hey. Hosley. It's hey. Ben Hosley. It's me. The Haas. Uh, guys, I'm actually glad to be here. To talk about these movies. Oh, did you enjoy this one? It's so good. Pretty well, good. Well, it was really good. Let's let's hold off. Let's not get into the reviews. Oh yeah, yet, no, sorry. Because I think there's something we should right. we should talk about quickly. Ben doesn't obey your schedule. <laughs> He'll say what he wants. The man just, of the people. I just think there's something that we should talk about here. Shoot, what? What's up? There's some exciting developments in the future of this podcast. <gasps> it's true. Should we lead that off? Should we lead off? Yeah. Why Benny? not? Yeah, you can lead off with that. Sure. Uh, I mean, we don't have to get into that much detail. No. But but uh, as part of a new deal that uh, UCB yeah. has embarked upon. Ben's like FDR, and he's brought us a new deal. He's for, brought us a new for, deal. For the American people. Essentially like a, a distribution deal. Yeah. Uh, this podcast has been guaranteed another year. It's crazy. Yeah. Woo! I mean, yeah. Yeah. And and we you might start hearing ads on this thing at some point. Maybe. Yeah. 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 You know. Now that's that's the thing. We're gonna pay the bills. No, but I know this is the thing. Like Go everyone's on. been I, I, I you know, really am touched by how much people seem to like this show. And our fans are very outspoken and very supportive. Of course. But I felt I felt that caveat in every compliment I've received for the last whatever it's been, eight months, nine months. Uh it's been since March, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nine months. Yeah, this we've made a podcast baby. Sure. The caveat's always like it's, it's Great good. Podcast, I like I but... like the podcast. I wish you guys were reading ad copy. Yep, I've heard it too. Every day, in fact. Oh no, you won't have to read ad copy. Someone else is going to read ad copy. Yeah. Gonna... It'll just don't worry about it. It's, it's It'll all just get dropped stuff. right in. Yeah, it's just going to be there. Wait, I don't get to read it. No. Deal well, is let's, off. Let's just plug Squarespace. Deal is off. <laughs> <laughs> Are no, because you, you would just turn it into a bit. And this I is won't a... turn it into a bit. No I bits. respect shit. Right, no, Griffin? no bits. Okay, no bits. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Another Anything year else? of this podcast. We're gonna have Another advertising, year. but it's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, I I do think this is something we've talked about, and I want to throw this out to the audience on mic officially. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is going forward, but we're gonna be done with Star Wars at the end of this year. Sad but true. And so we've been trying to like really hit what is you know what is this show? It's about us. It's about the three of us in this room going mad together. Mm-hmm. About the dynamic we've established. It's about investigation. It's mystery. It's about cinema. It's a Griffin and David mysteries. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, okay. pop culture investigations. But it's also this thing we're obsessed with when people are, are given like free reign. These the passion projects. Yes. So it has been brought up that that perhaps in 2016 we would we would rebrand. Oh, you wanted to pitch this to the I want to, to pitch the this listeners. to the audience. I want to just get a, a, put out feelers. I okay. want to see. All right. And then we'll get to Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. It's been suggested by my brother that perhaps because- Oh, Gr- your brother. Yep. James E. Newman. James E. Newman. Yeah. Because uh, Griffin Day Present does not tell you much. No, no. It's also than, kind of annoying to search for. Yes, that's the big thing. It's yeah. very annoying to search yeah, for. It's all right, but yeah. it's not, yeah. That's also, we didn't know what the show was at the time that we had to, you know, pick yeah. Ben kept just being like, guys- Guys, do you have a name? Come with we the branding like, thing. Uh, and he was like, Griffel and Simsbert. And I was like, yes, but it didn't happen. We didn't know. All we knew was we wanted to talk about the Phantom Menace. We were just two yeah. boys who wanted to talk about the Phantom Menace. Just two boys. And who, who knew what this would become? Who knew? We have a whole nother year, guaranteed, locked up, unless I cancel the deal because I want to read copy. But the idea of, of uh, the podcast would function exactly the same way. Yeah. 
it, rather than being Griffin and David present colon and then whatever the new name of the mm-hmm. thing is for the miniseries we do, mm. it would be blank check colon. Oh, yeah, know? blank check. Right. Yes. That was my idea. Right. I pitched it to you on Twitter. Blank check. Uh, so it'd be like bl- blank check presents or blank check colon yeah, a new yeah. podcast. Blank check. It's blank and every check. time we did a new miniseries, the artwork would change. Sure. sure. Great photoshops. Everything else you love. May I suggest good? blank check with Griffin and David. Yeah, that's what it'd be. It'd be blank check with Griffin and David. Let's just make it longer. A movie podcast. Right, produced yeah. by Presents. Ben Hosley. Yes. Produced by Ben Hosley. A Ben Hosley joint. Yeah. Oh, I know. I so, lo- oh yes. yes. Definitely so a joint. If yes. you guys think that's a good idea, you should tell us. You should remember that that would make more work for Ben. So that's like a positive. Yeah. That's a Mr. Positive. That's a Mr. Positive. He's loving it. He's so excited. He's licking no, his lips. He's licking his, <sighs> yeah. his red face. All right, face. go on. Go on. Uh, Give me more Negative. Work. I don't know. Maybe you guys love the name Griffin and David present. I don't know. Yeah, look, I mean, if you've really come to know and love it, and you're afraid to change, let us know. But yeah. it's something we're oh, debating right now. Positive, right? it's similar to a, it's the title of a Disney movie that starred Tone Loke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that I was a big fan of in 1994, I And believe. isn't, um, uh, uh, what's his name in it, too? Mel, Mel Ferrer, Ferrer? What is it? Miguel what's Ferrer? It? Yeah, isn't he in it? Uh, he might be. Let's find I out. I might be confusing with someone. Yeah, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, he's you've one got of James Rebhorn. Yeah, one of the greats. You've got Jane Atkinson. Yeah, she played the vice president in a TV show once, I think. And you've got Brian Bonsall. Uh, I happen to love That's that movie. The twelve-year-old. You like that movie? Yeah. Then my big thing with that movie was I've like never been more excited to see a movie when I was at that age. Like I saw the trailer and I was like, oh my god, he gets a million dollars. It's like, maybe the best premise and of all buys time. toys. Yeah. And then we went to see it and it was sold out at oh, the no. AMC 84th Street Lowe's or whatever it was called back yeah. then. And instead, we went to see Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. So good. Just playing no, better. I disagree. That was like ugh, my Tyler favorite place. Movie. This is not the time for this argument. We have a lot of business to get to, but uh, please email us at Griffin going, and David Present. Yep, at Gmail at Gmail at Gmail dot com at Gmail or tweet at us. Let us know what you think about the name branding. Additional offer I'm putting on the table. I'm going to regret this, but I have a lot of context shifts left over. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so if you want to email Griffin David Present at Gmail dot com, I'm going to send out Griffin's cards. And the first, whatever it is, like 30 people to email me, I'll send you a ComTech chip as a Christmas present. There you go. So I sh- I, I, this is already something I know I'm going to be stressed out about in two weeks. But email us, Griffin Day Present, ask for, you can't, you can't make requests. I'll send you a ComTech chip. Yeah, you'll just get one. Yeah. But you have to, in your email, tell us what you think about, should we be Griffin Day Present going forward or blank, blank check. check with Griffin David? Or just, yeah, whatever. Okay. Great. I'm going to read the opening crawl. Can I say something first before you do? What? I don't know if I'm crazy here, okay? Oh God. I don't know if I'm crazy here. But? We, we've been going mad doing this thing. I don't uh-huh. know if my whole perspective is so skewed. My knee-jerk reaction to uh-huh. watching this movie, I think it's the best one yet. I think it might be number but one. But I'm right about this. I know, because right usually time? we're, one, you know, it's like our order agreed. I think we yeah. agree our order is one, two, three, yeah. right? Yeah, But now is it? Four, one, two, three? It is. This, what? I'm not wrong, right? This is the best one yet? It's the best one yet. Okay, let's read The Crawl, because The Crawl, this movie starts out awesome. It is a period of civil war. Cool. I mean, it's true. Yeah, but it's a I like the civil war. Of, not trade routes are blocked by- Rebel spaceships, oh. striking from a hidden base. Striking, motherfucker. Have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire. Not a stalemate, they're winning. First it's thing we we would associate with the, the original movies, the yeah. galactic empire. Yes. That's the thing the emperor created right. at the end of Revenge so of the So we're jumping ahead 20 years. This is such a powerful force that it's been like 20 years of battle against 
the Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star. Cool. That's that fucking shit that they uh, had. Sorry, the circular planetoid. The 3D blueprints. Yeah. That's cool. An armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. What? Blow up a whole planet. Nuts. Uh, pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia. Ooh. That name's familiar. Interesting. Races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. I mean, that's exciting. Star Wars, and it's episode four, A New Hope. That's exciting, and it's also, it's it's tight. You know what I'm saying? Like some of the other crawls, tight. It was, you had to read them five times to understand everything that was going on. This is just like, there's a war, it's been going on, the rebels are making progress, but it's... it's yeah, maybe, they, they've won of their first victory. Yeah. So it's been a slow progress, slow process, but they're now they are finally getting some, uh, some damage done. Okay, can I make one point right off the bat? Yeah. It is confounding mm. that if you're watching this movie as one would, oh boy, direct sequel to Revenge yeah, of the Sith. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. It's like what what comes after three, four. How much less sense this makes with the forming of the Rebel Alliance scenes that George cut out of the last movie? Oh, you're saying like you want those deleted scenes just to know that the Rebel Alliance is going to be created? I think it's as a clear eh, through line. No, eh. no, look, look. I'm actually, because you were prepping me. You were like, I've got, some, I've got some things to say before this podcast. Come on. Oh, I'm not done with things I have to say. Come on. No, no, but I'm not saying the movie is, I'm not, huh. this is not the fault of this movie. It's the fault of Revenge of the Sith, right? Yes. I, don't, I can hear someone go, hey, there's a rebel alliance, and not go, wait, but where did it come from? I'll, I'll accept it, right? Any yeah, good movie I mean, has, there's going to be rebellion. Of course. Yeah. But don't you think there is more added power to knowing that the Rebel Alliance we're seeing at the beginning of this movie is like the full tree that grew out of the seeds planted by Padme, by Bail Organa? You know, I'm going to disagree with you. You know why? Why? It's pretty quickly established without us having to see those scenes. Two reasons. Number one, what's the first thing we see in this movie? The Uh, first thing. Fucking Smith ship. Smith ship. Straight Boom! Oh, this movie's killing it. <laughs> so good. It glides over the camera. Yeah. It's getting attacked by a big empire ship. What's the second thing? Like the hero, the first hero we meet in this movie. C three PO, R two D two. Well, that's not, that's not what I was thinking of. But yeah, yeah, I was thinking of Leia. You know, okay, you got for, Leia. We do see C three PO and R two D two first. We'll talk about Leia. We'll but, go back know, to C three PO and R two D two. Organa. He adopts Leia, the She's daughter now of Padme. Princess Leia Organa. I guess he was he a king? Why is she a princess? Yeah, he was, was a, a senator. senator. Is he also a king? I don't know. Whatever. Not explained. Yeah. He's got her, he's raised her to, you know, she's like 19, 20 years old now. Yeah. And she's like a fucking rebel captain. We get it. But but she's on like, the Smith ship. She's incredible because she she's This on, is so good, by the way. So, oh my god, this, this movie, movie is so amazing. fucking good, David. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to do ten episodes because it's just gonna be it's us. It's just gonna be us. This is good. It's a good movie. Great you, have a, movie. you have a piece of cotton right on your. I, yeah, I don't think it's cotton. I think it's uh, you know. No, because it's like pink. Oh, pink. Yeah. Oh, it looks like you still have it. It looks like a nerd. It looks like a candy nerd <laughs> on your eyebrow. God, I used to eat so many nerds. It's right. Here. I know. It's I'm, like I'm right. putting on the. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah, see. It. See, it's like orange. Yeah. All right. I'll. I got it. I'll cut this out. Uh, no, no, keep no, that it was great. Keep okay, that okay, right. so, but okay. Oh yeah. God, I don't even know what to fucking talk about first. Okay, so Leia Organa, daughter of Bail Organa, 
Right. But right. we know, we know. We know that right that off the bat. She, no, but we know, because we've seen one, two, and three. Right. That this girl is the daughter of Darth Vader. Right. Yeah. Okay. Who comes into this ship? Darth motherfucking Vader. There's like a big battle. The ship gets like dragged into this other, into this like uh, empire ship. Yeah. This big ship. And they like blow open the door and a lot of like guys in white, kind of like clone troopers, but like yeah, not CGI. Yeah. No CGI in this movie, by the way. No, there's some CGI. Well, that's right. We'll get that's to it. That's true. There's right. some CGI. We, we're David. watching the Blu-ray that. versions, by the way, guys, just so you know that. Yeah, here's yeah. the thing. It turns out those other discs Yeah, in they're the on the Blu-ray. They movies. were in our, our collections. We thought yeah. they were all special features. They're movies. They're whole movies. We thought they were like fan fiction. Yeah. Um, you need a peanut. I, see, this is what so I'm saying. Darth I, Vader walks in. Just the he's the boss man. He's the boss man. He, James Earl Jones is voicing him. Yeah, he looks incredible. A lot bigger than the last time we yeah, saw him. Yeah, yeah, he's big. The suit's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's larger. Mm-hmm. It's like not like oh Hayden like no more up. imposing. Yeah, he's taller. Yeah, yeah. And he immediately is like Leia. He's not letting on that that's his daughter. No. Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Because he wasn't there. Because he wasn't, he wasn't there. That's I think a good he thinks point. they died. That's a good because point. Because the emperor told him that they your died. Kids died. That's a good point. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. So, I mean, that's what I like. There's this delicious irony yeah. present from the very first scene. Yeah. Vader's interrogating Leia, being like, You're rebels. I know you're rebels. You've stolen these plans. And she's like, What are you talking about? I'm I'm a a diplomat. I'm a diplomat. Yeah, this is a a peaceful mission. How dare you? Yeah. Which is like a little ballsy of her because they did just like mow down her entire security force. Like, you know, come on. She could have just at least admitted it. Yeah, but already in this first scene, Leia is acting the way we wanted Padme to act across three movies. Yeah. I don't want to beef with Padme. Padme's fine. I don't either. Padme's fine. But Leia is like Padme Plus. It's you true. know, yeah. Leia's it's got true. a ton of agency, right? Mm-hmm. And she's fucking doing shit. This is what we I... don't even see Smiths. Yeah, Smiths is not in this movie at all, and it's not like oh, there's someone else playing Bail Organa. Mm-hmm. Not there's in an the older film. Organa, right? Uh, Smiths would have been 18 years old when this movie, 17 years old when this movie is shot, which is kind of crazy. He's a fucking old guy. He's an old guy. Yeah. Wow, jeez. Uh, but she's she's like really working the system. Ben, I, ben didn't like that. No, and I like that. See, I'm not criticizing the movie for this, but I like. I mean, it's tough because I have the scenes in my head, so I still can track them all. Yeah. But I like the idea that it's like her biological mother and her adoptive father started this thing, and now she's on the front lines, like continuing the battle, wrapped up in it. You know? Yeah. But I think we step we skipped over some important stuff because well, we skipped over R two and right because this movie, op- the movie opens with them. This movie opens with the Smith ship. It looks great, yep. and we see our old friends R two U two and C three PO. They're in the walking ship, walking through it, getting now, blasted. Hey, you, you almost forgot to mention there's a TC fourteen. There's a fucking silver there protocol is, droid right behind C three PO. I don't believe fine as hell. Yeah, looks yeah, fine as hell. I don't believe it talks, but uh, it's there. Which means it might. TC fourteen. You know, I mean, you've been telling me that she's dead, David. But it might be her if it looks like TC fourteen and it walks like TC fourteen and it smells like TC fourteen and we don't hear her voice. Then I'm gonna assume that my lovely sweetie pie TC fourteen is back alive, riding the Smith ship just where I want her. Boy, oh boy! (laughs) Not to say that she has to be where I want her. She can do whatever she wants because she's her own woman. Yeah, but if I she's a robot, but but yeah, it's a cool place to see her V. Yes, all droids. Um, the last time we saw C-3PO and R2-D2. Was on that very ship. Yes. And, and Smits is like, wipe, I'm just going to call him Smits, I'm sorry. Sure. It's just like, yeah, wipe wipe the protocol droid's memory. 
Okay, so C-3PO and R2-D2 have presumably been on the ship for 20 years, right? Uh, I guess so. I mean, I mean maybe they've been getting like, off at Alderaan where he lives or whatever, hanging out. Okay, but this seems to be their main base of operation. But, you know, they say that their their guy is Captain Antilles. Yeah. Yeah, what Captain the fuck Antilles is, that? is the dude who Organa oh, yeah, orders he's on, to right. wipe the memory. Right. He's he's the sort of yeah. I I know who he. Yeah. Is. He's like yeah. wipe their memory. But R two D two remembers everything. He does. Okay. But you can't tell anyone about it. Well, because most people can't understand him. You know who right. can understand him? C three PO. Right. And for twenty years, R two D two just hasn't been telling C three PO shit. I guess so. Or maybe he's been like referring to it in three PO, who's a kind of a self involved dude. We we it's should true. Sometimes he doesn't listen. Has just kind of been like what. What are you talking about? You know, so. But C-3PO seems astonished by everything that happens in this movie as yeah. if there's no precedent. It's true. Well, and his mind was wiped. r 2 has been around the block look, and r 2 just being like, I don't know. I'm not going to call him George, R- George Lucas, George R. R. Lucas, <laughs> George Lucas a uh, master storyteller, but uh, he wiped his mind in the third movie. Great move, George. It explains everything. So. Smith's just casually, yeah, wipe his mind. So. So. R2-D2. We, in the past, have argued is kind of a little brat. Yeah, kind of a brat, kind of a sort of weird appendage to the story that doesn't seem like that important. In this movie, A, they really kind of function as the audience surrogate characters. They do, yeah. We're introduced to them, That's true. and it's like, okay, here's a ship. The rebels are running yeah, around. a lot of stuff is happening around them. The Empire is about to board. It doesn't have to be explained to us. There's going to be a big shootout because it's like we're seeing it through their eyes, and they're like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, and also you should, like... The visual storytelling is so much cleaner. It's, it's like so clean. You've got Leia. She's in white. She's wearing a white robe. Yeah. She's very clearly the heroine here. Yeah. Vader comes in. He's all in black. He's like this like dark, menacing figure. Yeah. It's like the simplest kind of storytelling, but it's like extremely effective. We get what's going on. There's also a lot of silence. Like yeah. it, it feels very and reminiscent yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Jendi Tartakovsky all right, all Clone right. Wars series. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like he has these beats. I mean, Johnny Williams is back and the music's as great as ever. Yeah. But I was surprised watching it how selectively he uses it. Because mm-hmm. there are long sequences where it's just the sound effects. A blaster's going off. Great and ship's moving. Or literally just dead silence to build a sense of anticipation and dread and tension. There's right. also a lot less dialogue. Yeah, there is. I mean, there is. There's moments of like kind of clunky expositional yeah, dialogue. It look, happens. He's not a subtle filmmaker. No, but he doesn't need to be. If you're doing powerful storytelling, you know, you can paint with a large brush and still paint a masterpiece. Now, I feel like we need to get out of the scene because we only have one episode. No, but there's uh, there's oh stuff God. there's stuff I need to establish because Leia puts the plans on R two. We should say that R two becomes kind of the like the story, like literally the story is put in R2 for him to sort of carry it around the whole movie. But I want, I want to say this. I, I know you f- are afraid that we're focusing too much on one scene because yeah, we're only we doing this one We're definitely focusing way too much on one scene. No, but this is something that I want to comment on that affects the rest of the movie. It took them four movies. Mm. They finally got the dynamic between R2-D2 and C-3PO Oh, down. this is your point. Right. Okay. But it's in all the scenes, I would say. Yeah, well, that's why I said I want to establish yeah, it right. here because then it continues for the rest it, it of the movie. It definitely continues for the rest of the movie. The first 17 minutes of the movie were just sticking with C-3PO and R2-D2, really. Yeah, Leia and Vader in the background. And we're sort of seeing them from the droid's perspective. Yeah, a little bit, of, especially you know? Leia. Right, but they're sort of on the ship. They don't know what they're doing. They were just sort of like employees. Now the ship is, you know, coming yeah, under but attack. R2 knows what he's doing. Well, this is what's great. Okay, yeah. R2 in this one's a brat, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, because he's like... Come on, we gotta get get in here. You just get that he's doing that. He's kind of bum rushing C three PO around, and C three PO's like, "What are you? Why are C-3PO's we doing like, any of no, this? Come back here!" And R two D two's just like hitting buttons yeah, and yeah, changing yeah. things, and he shoots him out. 
and in a little escape pod. It's funny because like R2D2 seems like the less powerful one physically, but you know that he knows everything. Yeah. And C3PO is an idiot because he had his mind wiped. Yeah. Which means he's, he's essentially not, I wouldn't call him physically powerful. No, but R2D2 like <laughs> no, I is get like you. a I get trash can. You. Yeah, know? but he's a little more durable. Sure. Yeah. I just like this dynamic a lot. I think it's funny and I like I it finally makes sense why they're in these movies, not just because R2-D2 f- functions as such an important story point because the MacGuffin is in his tummy. Yeah, right, right, right. But right. also, in it's in his t- robot tummy. It's in his tummy. But also because, like, they're a really good vantage point for us to understand this war totally. that's so much bigger than us. So, <laughs> Darth Vader, Princess Leia, he captures he her. He captures Leia. Right. Leia is kind of a prisoner for a good half of this movie. But before she does that, she goes to R2-D2, she goes in a corridor, she pushes some buttons. Yeah, she she puts a little, she uh, puts disc a little drive, thing like a big him. floppy disk yeah. in, his, in his tummy. Sixty percent. Where were you? The follow out. R two two pushes some things. Sixty percent. Oh, what are you talking about? Pushes right, you don't need to narrate the whole escape movie. pod. Yeah, they zap out in an escape pod. Where does Boom. it land? Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah. And there's a great moment I love where it cuts to um, two guys at like the control panel of the uh, the, the, the Empire Destroyer. ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, uh, what's, what's that? What's the and escape empty. pod. Yeah. They go, no organic life in there. No signs of organic life. Must have been a, an error. So it's just like idiots, right? Which, like, actually is, like, an abominable mistake. This is a world where droids do shit all the time. They have a lot of power. Yeah, but they don't know. I mean, we we have rarely... In the last three films, what's the strongest thing we've seen a droid do? Like, the droids seem very subservient, you know? No, I know, but still, it could be programmed. But maybe this... No, there's droids everywhere. They're stupid. This might be a turning point. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Like, the Asimov, like, the three rules. We're gonna move on. They land on Tatooine. There's, like, ten minutes... No, I agree with you. Where there's like not that much dialogue. I mean, C3PO is complaining a lot, but it's not expositional. It's kind of humorous, like character. Let's compare this to the Phantom Menace. Yeah, and the Phantom Menace, it's like they're in there. Sh- it's a similar kind of situation. Yeah. you know, they're leaving the the uh, the war, and they have to crash land on Tatooine. Yeah, how is Tatooine introduced? It's like let's land there. Whoa, we can't land there. It's controlled by the Huts. The Huts are gangsters. We could right. never like blah 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 blah. Is blah, that blah, illegal? Blah. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. This movie, it's like they land on Tatooine. What do we get? A lot of scenes of the droids wandering through this like kind of blasted, you know, sandy. Well, this is the best thing about this movie. It's like every ten minutes. I mean, for once, George's like all that like fucking drawing he does about like adventure serials and cliffhangers mm-hmm. and that being his inspiration. It's like every ten minutes, there's a new super clear objective. Yes. And it's like, get from and, point A to point yeah, B. Yeah, and there's a new element like that right. uh, helps you understand the, 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 you the environment. You change locations, you add a new character. So it's like, yeah. you have R2 and 3PO stuck in the desert. Uh-oh, they part ways, which is... Because like, they're fighting, yeah, but, but it's a good character work. 3PO's pretty crazy to abandon him. He's like, let's go this way into, like, nothing. But on the other hand, like, R2 pushed him into an escape pod. No, I think sure. C-3PO doesn't have the perspective to see that that was the right thing to do. Yeah, well, it, anyway. Yeah, they're on this desert, uh, and then so we see R two for a while on his own. This so, movie successfully tells the story of this voiceless droid. Five minutes of him just it's rolling great. in the desert, and just it's like, like making worried noises. And it's basically. like real desert. David. Yeah, it's shot in Tunisia, yeah. where they show you know where they shoot the Tatooine stuff. Yeah, you got these great like rocky, and then these little Jawa people, these little hooded yeah. sort of monk like. You know, bandits. I don't know what they are. <laughs> Very Speaking weird gibberish. Yeah, like is their whole. Is their whole like economy based on like eh, hopefully a droid crash lands on this shit planet? Yeah, they're it's sort weird because like, they like kind of kidnap him. Yeah, it's like they're the equivalent of like uh, you know uh, recycling like hand collectors. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, let's just roam around and go through the garbage and find all the cans that people don't want, except right. the cans are droids, because in this world, there are too many droids. And so they get, yeah, they get put on this ship, R2 first, 3PO eventually gets picked up by these guys. Great ship. It's like a big, it's like, wheeled. It's called a wheeled. sand crawler. It yeah, so it looks like cool. a sort of, yeah, wedge of cheese. Oh, and there's that great shot where rusted. R2, like, you see from R2's perspective, the little sand crawler off in the distance, and it just gets bigger and yeah. bigger, closer, closer, and moving then, slowly and, the and slowly. And the same with 3PO. He sees yeah. and he's like, oh, yay, you found yeah. me. Let's talk about the lack of a CGI in these scenes when he is in the droid, uh, you know, this kind of like, it's it's almost like they're all slaves, like, you know, like, you know, they're kind yeah. of being processed and there's all these weird droids around. There's all this physical stuff. It's We're going to talk about this a lot. There's it's a very visceralty to it. it. Come on, Ben, right? Oh, no. I My mean, God. it's gorgeous. It's really amazing. You get co- totally immersed into the world. You ever hear fucking Mr. Positive be that positive He's so positive. Anything? Are, I mean, are, I love this movie. Our it's levels are movie. off the charts because we're so excited. We're too yeah, excited. We're all screaming, but that's okay because so, it's it's worth it. So yeah. So and then it's just it. Even though it's very contrived, yeah. like it's contrived that they're above Tatooine mm-hmm. at the right moment. It's contrived that they get picked up by the same thing. It's contrived that they get like randomly sold to Luke Skywalker. That's right. Luke Skywalker, well, hold but on, it all hold happens. On. No, we're ready. We're ready. But this is the thing I want to say about, about how it's contrived. It, it's like a story structure, a plotting that I think is very similar to that of uh, the Toy Story movies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was not influenced by it. You know, came before it, whatever. But, uh, but the thing I like in the Toy Story movies is it's like an Even incredible— Toy Story I, They're my favorite movies. But it's an incredible amount of, like, luck and happenstance— but it fits together so perfectly that you accept it. Yeah, of course, exactly. And it's also always and you that, want like, it to happen. Something lucky happens, and then the characters think the next lucky thing is going to happen, and then it goes wrong. Yeah. And then they have to solve that problem, and then another lucky thing happens, and then it goes wrong. It's like really, it's it's serialized storytelling. I mean, it's right. like it feels it's like, like old a, adventure series, right? Which this was part. Right. How do we by. get from point A to point B? How do we get across this desert? Well, now we're stuck in the sand crawler. So the sand crawler. Oh, it turns out the sand crawler brings us to the place that we should be. We're but fated to end here's up. Here's the thing. Luke kind of, I mean, sorry, R2 kind of knows they need to be with Luke. Mm-hmm. 3PO is just kind of like, well, I guess this is my life, which I, I enjoy. Yeah. He's like, you know, one minute I'm on a spaceship, the next minute I'm a bit of moisture farmers on this weird planet. Well, so Sandcrawler comes up. They're selling the droids. They get sold to Luke and Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, older. Who's great in this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so good. There's a moment where he's, you know, he's listing the things they need. I'm looking up the actor because I forget the actor's name. Yeah, they're listing the things they need and we're like this and that and the Jawas go like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. and they point they're- to C-3PO and he's like, okay, what's your deal? And he's like, well, I made protocol droid and he's just like, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah, there's that great <laughs> moment where he just goes, uh, okay, enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I also like that the they try to sell him another R2. It's like an R4 or something. It's yeah. Like, it's a red R2. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, fine. And it blows up and he's like, "Come on, what are you trying to do to me over here?" Like he's yeah. haggling with them, right? And then see, they're like, like <laughs> "Well, if you don't mind me saying, I, I, that R two unit there, right, right." I, I he's like, "Fine, hardly. that one." Yeah. Um, here's the best thing about thing. this. I just want to point out. Yeah, about sure. Yeah. No racial stereotyping happens. Okay, this is a huge thing. It's amazing. This you is... did a whole scene with merchants and not one racial stereotype. But can I point out something humongous in this movie? Yeah, sure. There are a ton of aliens in this film. None of them speak... Phil Brown, who plays Uncle Owen. None of them speak in English. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so throughout the three films in the original trilogy... Only humans speak English. Right. Sometimes humans can understand the aliens and relay their... Sometimes they can't. Yeah, it's true. And and if you... That's true. This is huge. I never never fucking thought of that. This is huge. 
That is actually crazy. It's humongous. David's freaking out right now. That's so true. I figured that out, and I've been holding that because one under you've the got table. Like, you know, in the prequels, you've got like Dexter Jetster. Right. You've got, you know, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of other examples. There's lots of, I mean, everyone, the Nemoidians, Jar Jar, Jar Jar, yeah, all these guys speaking like this sort of hackneyed English. And all is of- there any Yoda speaks English? Yoda. There's a couple. Is you know, the one. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. coming later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but like, the there Jawas. There must be a couple. But especially coming up. Coming they speak up, their own language. Right. Coming yes. up, we have a species who have since sort of been rewritten to be dubbed the Tusken Raiders, but in this movie are almost exclusively people. referred to as sand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you look at the way they dress and their weaponry and everything, and you're like, okay, this is kind of like an old Middle Eastern stereotype. Oh, sure. Yeah, they're Bedouins. But yeah, the right. fact that they don't speak helps. A hundred percent. And the same with the Jawas, of course, because the Jawas are these, like, you know, measly little merchant yeah. people. You know, you could do a lot of things with that. But no, they're just like, you if know, they, they were have their speaking own in any language we understood, and he it's also additionally here. hired actors to replicate voices that are tied to cultural stereotypes that link up with the way they're dressed and what their professions are. This kind of helps explain why the Empire is so human, too. Mm-hmm. Why there aren't really, we don't really see aliens employed by the no, Empire. No, none. It's crazy. Fascinating. Yeah, it is right? fascinating. Legitimately fascinating. Mm. So the Jawas just end up being interesting. Yeah, yeah, no. We they end like up being them. texture. If they were talking, we'd probably be annoyed by them or offended by them. You know? Yeah. But this movie does a really good job of because the objectives are so clear in every scene. How does C3PO and R2D2 get across the desert? Uh, they're trying to make it through. Oh no, they're captured by Jawas. Oh no, it turns out that that actually brought them to where they needed to be. All the things that are happening in the background, all these sort of background details. There's a great shot when they're in the desert of like a long, long skeleton of like a snake. Right. And you're just like, oh man, what does this tell me? Yeah. This tells me there are species on this planet that I can't even fathom. That looks like something we've seen before, but at a size that is so insane, that creature looks terrifying. And this, the conditions here are so harsh that this thing couldn't survive. Yeah. How does C-3PO and R2-D2 expect to survive? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're kidnapped. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Now it's going to be about them being kidnapped. No, because they're bought. Right. Who are they bought All by? Right. The hero of our movie. Okay. I really... How, how long have we been That's going, That's why ben? I'm moving on here. Uh, 35 minutes. That's yeah. a transition. We really need to move on. Luke motherfucking Skywalker. Uh-huh. Son of Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Darth Vader. Uncle Owen. Bides the droids. Bring little, him back. A little whiny, though, when you first Played meet by him. Mark Hamill. Definitely. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that part was a little bit of a turnoff. But then I, well, I kind of warmed up to him as so the movie went on. We get the idea. His, his first, like, three opening line readings are really <sighs> tough. Yeah. But I want to go to Toshi to buy power converters. Right, yeah. He, like, he, that's actually what is That's how he sounds. Yeah. yeah. But he's a restless soul. He lives in Tatooine, which what we know is character. like. Yeah. Which we know is this pretty boring place. He's a moisture farmer. Pretty nice house. Yes. Upgrade from Anakin's house. Yeah. It's like a big pit in the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baru Emperor's still there. Yeah. And he's just itching to join the Empire. He the, wants no, to no, get no, out no, of No, there. not the Empire. The Rebel. No. Or, he wants to join the Empire. He wants to be a fighter pilot. Yeah, he wants to be a fighter pilot. Doesn't he want to join the Empire? He wants to like take the test and join the Empire. Maybe not. I guess you're right. No, I, don't I know thought if he, he wanted to go in. to university. That's what he I remember. He wants to him. leave. He wants to leave. Damn. I can't remember. This is interesting that all three of us had different interpretations. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He wants to leave and he wants to fly and he also mentions about taking the test. And his and his uncle is saying like, yeah, taking a test. Yeah. yeah. His uncle is saying like one more season. More, and it's very clear that like he's been stalling for time. Yeah. Kind of keeping his parentage from him. Yeah. And yeah. You and know. you know what I like about this? One, it is relatable. Yeah, of course. It is something that almost 
There's Everyone this scene could early to. on where he looks out at the two sons, like Baru and Owen did at the end of it's three. A, it's a mirroring of the shot at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And, like, yeah, and you get it all just from that. There's no dialogue, just music. Great. Well, it's like the entire, like, <clears throat> thesis of the movie. <coughs> not the thesis, but the mission statement of the movie in one shot is, like, this movie is about this feeling that anyone can relate to. I'm just thinking that there's something bigger out there for you, that your future could hold something more exciting than you can think of, that life could give you a little more. And it's shown through that feeling that all of us can, like, right. relate to, of just looking out at the sun and just wondering, except he's got two sons. He's got two. And it's like, this is the story you know in a world you don't. Yeah. This is a long time ago, motherfucker, in a galaxy far, far away. But guess what? They're feeling the same things that you are. And they're not feeling it by going, like, Padme, my heart is breaking. I love you so much. Like, that scene with Uncle Owen isn't him going like, now, Luke, you know I've been stalling for time and not letting you join the Academy because I'm worried about you because your father got killed. All right. You know? I do know. Is it masterful dialogue? No. No, it's not. I was going to say, because then there's that bit where Baru's like, he wants to leave, and he's like, I know. Well, yeah, no. but it- and they mention his father very darkly. Yes. Very briefly and very darkly. Right. Anyway, just to pick things up, R2 shows this message of Princess Leia. Luke is like cleaning him out. Just to pick things up. <laughs> People have seen the movie, right? I don't know. Have they? We didn't even know it existed. <laughs> and this this very little <laughs> tiny image of Leia transfixes him so much. It's a hologram. He goes, who is that? Which is another weird parallel because he seems like he's kind of into this thing. Yeah, and let's just, we yeah, all we know should just talk about they're brother this. and sister. Yeah, well, they're brother and sister. They don't figure we it out. We all know that because this is the fourth movie. It's weird it's the way weird. he structures this. It's weird. Anyway. And so he goes out. She's saying, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. It's in a loop, and they can't get the rest it's of like it to play. It's like stuck at the end of the message. Right. right. And he's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Never heard of him. She might mean old Ben Kenobi. Ooh, that guy whose name is only four <laughs> letters off from the other name I heard. So let's drive over to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. There's they go chance. over to see Obi-Wan Kenobi. They have, they uh, they tussle with some sand people. Yes, the Tusken Raiders kind. Yeah. And Obi-Wan scares them off. And, he does a howl. And here he is. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Played by... Alec Guinness. One of the greatest actors of all time. Correct. In an Oscar-nominated performance. Yeah. By the way, these test films... Got a ton of Oscars. ...were nominated for a lot of Oscars. Like 10, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Hugely successful. Yeah. Picture, director, Yeah, it won like six Oscars. Supporting actor. Yeah. Not to mention all the the below-the-line categories. Yeah. 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 Astonishing. Alec Guinness plays Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. I gotta say... I'm just going to say it. Yeah. He's a lot better than you. He Gregor. is. Right? And I don't want to blame Ewan for it. Now I'm going to blame him. The character's also better at this point. Yeah, well, he's like this sort of old soul, you know, busted up in the desert, kind of waiting for Luke to grow up, I guess, is the idea. Yeah, he's like been living nearby. Because Luke doesn't seem to know him that well. He goes like, there is a guy named Old Ben. Yeah, old it isn't like, yeah. oh, Ben, I hang out with him all the time. But it does seem like, you Yeah, know, and, and Owen calls him a crazy old wizard. Right. Well, because he probably knows that, like... Jedi. Yeah, and that he's going to try to get Luke in there. He knows that Luke probably has the Force, you know? Yeah. But so Obi-Wan just uh, seems like maybe he's been keeping eyes on Luke from a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As, as he said he would in the third movie. And Obi-Wan, which I appreciate, really gets down to business. He just, like, in about five minutes, he's like, here's the deal. I'm a Jedi. Your dad was a Jedi. Here's his lightsaber. You should try it out. I trained him. We got to go. <laughs> like, he's pretty the best quickly. fighter pilot. He died. They watch the message. It's Leia saying, like, I need your help. Like, you were an ally of my father's, blah, blah, blah. I have these Empire. plans. Get him off here. Yeah. Um, Death Star plans. Give it to the Rebel Alliance. And Obi-Wan's just like, yo, Luke, I'm pretty old. You got to come with me. You got to come. Buddy. I need your help. 
and and gives him the lightsaber. Gives him this lightsaber. It's it's Anakin's old lightsaber, the blue lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah. And they go to check in on Luke's Wait, parents. We, we have a couple. <laughs> and, I mean, Luke's uncle. There co- before that, there are a couple Not things really. I want to just address within this scene. One is that uh, Obi Wan barely acknowledges R T D two and C three PO. Two guys he hung out with a lot, especially a couple decades R2. ago. Although R five or R four was his was his right? main guy. But he's still. It's but R two like he a, could. He could be a little nice. At, about at the it. end of the day, R two was like at the very least a friend of a friend, like a very close friend. Like, oh, back in the 90s, we did used to hang out a lot because we had that friend in common who was this guy's dad. And he yeah, just no, kind of, of like. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they go, they said these droids no, are here to see you. Say, and he goes, and he's these like, droids? I never I owned know. a droid. And yeah. it's like, motherfucker, you own like a lot of droids. You, first off, you, you, bitch, you owned a lot of droids. You were a Jedi master. Second of all, these guys are part of your also, crew. Also, the Jedi seem to be myth almost, which oh. is fucking weird because it's don't only 19 it. years when they, old. But when they talk about the force, it's like, I don't know if I believe in Christianity. Yeah, it's, based, it's like a religion. There's right. there's no Not tactile only, proof we that should, it exists. We should mention, I'm sorry, cross-cutting with all this, is Vader with the Empire, yeah. with uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, who we glimpsed in episode three. Here he's played by a legendary horror actor, Peter Cushing. He's Killing so, it. So good. Pulling a, and a he's Christopher Lee-style performance. Like, you're going to give us your plans. Leia's getting tortured. We should. All that's oh, happening. There's this great like, droid. They send in like, a ball Weird droid ball with needles droid. and stuff on Very it. Very cool. A little over the top because it just has a needle on it, but whatever. But there's a scene, I don't know if it comes before or after this, but it's right around here, where Darth Vader's in like his conference room. Mm-hmm. And I love the Empire. I mean, talking about like using clear visual language to establish, like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's mythic storytelling. It's yeah. very broad. But these guys are like, it's, it's very Nazi-ish. Yeah, no, I think that's very obvious, yes, right? Like the and design of the ships, the, their uniforms, they're all human. They're all, humans. They're all British, all but that. have these very sort of clean British, looks, you yeah. know? But it is this, like, they have this air to them, this, like, elitist air to them. This movie was mostly shot in Britain. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And, and he's in the room, and he, like, set, mentions something about the Force, and they go, like, oh, don't throw your religion yeah, no, at well, me. Vader's like, yeah, you know, I feel a disturbance or whatever. And they're like, oh, God. Oh, God, you in this, like, now, mumbo Vader it's like, really sticks out. Because the Emperor's <laughs> not in this movie. Yeah. So it's really just these, the, you know, it's it's uh, Tarkin and then these Bunch Empire of old white British dudes, and they are in just uniforms. like this fucking space wizard weirdo. Well, it's like yeah. if your boss goes like, okay, so our quarter reports were a little down, so let's pass some crystals out if you want to rub them, and they're like, you and your crystal bullshit. We don't believe in crystal bullshit. Don't fucking bob. No, it would be like that, but then he used the crystal to strangle one. Exactly. Yeah, like using magical crystal powers. Fucking Anakin Skywalker, the master of choking. This yeah. one guy's going like, blah blah blah, force. And and fucking Darth V like holds out his hand and starts choking the guy from across the room and That's everyone's true. like oh fuck and then and but the one thing I like is Tarkin's like all right okay. Vader give Vader, it a rest yeah. and Vader's like mm, as you we would. get it yeah anyway. Uh, so that's happening over there. But Vader's definitely still like a lackey. You know, we don't see the Emperor, but like. But he, he inspires he a like, lot of fear. Yes. Yeah. But he's like maybe like, he's not Blofeld. He's like the ma- the main henchman in I the guess, Bond movie. I guess so. It feels a little bit like to me. In a way I like. He's, I don't know. He operates in a weird sort of position. He operates in a weird position. Tarkin is kind of in charge. He's in charge of this Death yes. Star, which yeah. is this battle station that they have built. He's the Grand Moff. He's the Grand Moff. Yeah. And he, a term we all know. And when he is torturing, well, we'll get to that. Anyway, so, Obi, we should just say Luke gets off that. People have seen the movie. Luke. <laughs> I really, I'm not, I wouldn't get on it, Luke's, David. We, we the consider ourselves are, huge Star Wars fans. We never heard of traces it. the droids back to Luke's homestead. Yeah. And kill Owen and Beru. Yeah. Pretty sad. They melt them into skeletons. They're it's red crazy. skeletons. It's kind of crazy. It's pretty traumatic. <laughs> yeah. 
in a good and way. Luke's, it doesn't seem very traumatic because Luke just keeps yeah, carrying Luke's reaction on with is his, like, I guess like, I have business. nothing else to do except yeah. go with you. So well, it's another one of those coincidences. But, but it's also you like, you know, George Lucas was a big student of Joseph Campbell mm-hmm. and the hero's journey. We, yep. And a lot of people have taken from it and like tried to replicate it to the same results he got in this film where it works beautifully. Yeah, and he the, refuses at first. Obi-Wan's like, refusal of the call with me. He's like, I can't is the do big that. step. I know, yeah, yeah. A lot of movies make their entire second act refusal of the call. So refusal of the call is 90 seconds in this movie. It sh- well, and it should be because refusal of the call is really annoying because yeah. we know we know what's we going to happen. We know. Don't, seen don't beat around the yeah. bush. But the, Obi-Wan throws all this information at him. He's like, I, I can't do that. It's true. It's, it's a lot overwhelming. Of yeah. Right? Goes back to see his aunt and uncle. They're, They're dead. And realizes, Bye. I have no home anymore. I want to get to my favorite. My role has changed. My, now, then my favorite part of the movie. Happens. Is it your favorite character? Yeah, well, Han Solo is my favorite character. This guy rules. Yeah, for sure. But I don't even. I'm not even just talking about him. Okay. This whole section. Yeah. They they fly up to um, Mos Eisley. Yeah. In the speeder. Not Mos Espa. No, Mos very Eisley. similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. It's bigger. It's bigger. Bigger, but looks yeah. a lot More like a, the place where Anakin. They're got, they're yeah. looking at it, and Obi Wan's just like the fucking worst place. He's just yeah. like Luke. This place fucking sucks. Everyone here sucks. Scum of hive and villainy. Yes. Uh, and so, and yeah, you just get the idea, like, no one in here should be fucked with. And there's also the moment where they come in. They come in on the speeder. There's Stormtroopers, like, a, a stop by, yeah. And, and uh, Obi-Wan shows off his force powers by right. saying, these aren't the droids you're looking for. He's like, oh, uh, these aren't the droids we're looking for. Which is, like, Luke doesn't still even really know what the force is, what being yeah. a Jedi is, and here's a little hint. This is a movie, after seeing, like, so much flubbering and bullshit like that. No flubbering in this movie. The Jedi, it's... It, I don't know if it's because he's been living in seclusion, because he's wanted to keep his powers uh, under lock and key for this long, because he doesn't want to know he's a Jedi. He's almost delighted. But it's just little touches. He, mm-hmm. he uses his powers very sparingly, and it's exciting for the audience, because you don't know what he can really do anymore. But they get into this bar. And, oh my God, it's the greatest. There's a million weird aliens. Cool. Everything looks cool There's no weird fucking TVs. Nope. There's no nonsense happening. I mean, I, you know. There's no Elon Slee's Bagano. That's the one strike I'd hold against this movie. No. Instead. I don't know how George feels about cigarettes. I need someone Elon to tell Slee's me. Elon Slee's Bagano doesn't show up. Instead, there's a walrus-faced man. Basically, there's a fucking dude who looks like a hammerhead shark and a guy who looks like he's had his face burned off and reapplied. The devil, there's a dude Luke who looks like straight up, up the devil. Walks, yeah, yeah, there is that one's crazy. There's a band and they're playing like a fucking jam. They are, they're, they're awesome. They're playing, and they look like they're made out of like that, they're, they're like brains. Yeah, yeah, they're crazy. Looking. Yeah, but this is like my they look like jam. giant shrimps. It's a great yeah. song. But motherfuckers here's, here's up in this like. bar, be all like. Here's what I like. Two 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 things happen immediately. They walk in, the droids are not allowed in. The bartender's like, no. Yeah. All right. All right. That's a comedy bang bang thing. We can't do that. Well, this is our podcast. So. <laughs> you're telling me we, it's a Star Wars podcast. We gotta. We can't. You're telling me we can't do it because comedy bang bang. Don't you love that Luke just walks up to the bar and orders a drink? Yeah. And the guy next to him is like, I'm gonna kill you. This like walrus face guy is like, hey, fuck you. Well, there's the dude with the walrus face, and then there's a dude well, whose face has been burned off and right. put back on. Right. Basically, right. he's got like a pig nose, and he just says to him, Luke, who doesn't know Luke? He goes, uh, my friend doesn't like you, and, Luke's and Luke like, goes, sorry, sorry, <laughs> and he goes, I don't like you either. Luke has done nothing. Yeah, but it, that's but, how dangerous this situation. Well, that's what I like is. about it. It also just feels like this is a drunk lunatic. Mm-hmm. Like it, one could say, like, well, that's unjustified. But drunk people are unjustified. Uh, yeah, and this is a dangerous, weapon laden world. And w- so we they try to 
makes him fuss with him. We walk into a bar. We see all these aliens. We go, I've never seen a bar like this. And then a drunk guy picks a fight with him. And we're like, no, it's the same as all human bars. Once again, I can relate to this. Yes. Except then Obi-Wan does cut the walrus guy's arm off with they his They get in a fight. He's like, we're criminals. We won in 17 systems. Don't mess with me. And Obi-Wan's like, don't. Not yeah, worth not your worth time. It, buddy. Slices his arm. The arm lies on the floor. Blood. It's covered in blood. And then everyone just goes back to do 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 do. Tells you, just you get everything like, the you need rules to know. Do not apply here. This bar now, Qui Gon didn't tell us down. that the planet was governed by the Huts. Yeah, and we don't know that the Huts are gangsters. Yeah, <laughs> but you know everything. We get it. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, and it, things have gotten a lot worse since the last time we were here. So. Then we're introduced. They're, they're trying to get off this planet. They're we're trying to find a ship. They need to find someone who goes, this is the place where we can find someone who has a ship who can get us out of here. Han Solo. Okay, played by, played Harrison, by Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah, yeah. Han Solo, we used to call him, but it's Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Who is a badass, sexy, scoundrel, space pirate, smuggler, who's the best, and is like a cowboy. We thought Jimmy Smith was handsome. Oh, my God. We Little did we know. <laughs> The man is just ridiculous. This guy's incredible. But I want to say something. He's a Who's his partner? Okay, now yeah. this, this Chewbacca. Was, uh, it's Chewbacca. Chewbacca. But guess what? I like the guy now. Oh, he's great. You I finally me? see what everyone else was oh, talking about. Oh my god! That time when Yoda wrote him the college recommendation, I was like, "What is this based on?" <sighs> Chewbacca's a good Chewbacca citizen. Is here. But Chewbacca rules. Chewbacca's like the muscle. Chewbacca's like his silent enforcer who's just got his back. And Han Solo is like a space. Cowboy. Yeah, now, I'm not talking cowboy. about James Garner, fucking Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones, Clint Eastwood. I'm talking about John a Hamm's young in that movie. buck. John Hamm's in that movie? In Space Cowboys, yeah. And Melissa, uh, Marsha Gay Harden. Melissa Gay Harden. Yeah, uh, Melissa, Melissa Jones. Melissa Marsha Gay Melissa Joan Gay Harden. Um, he's, like, he's like an old western cowboy, gunslinger, scoundrel. You never know where his not allegiance that, is. He's in trouble. Yeah. Like, he's acting cool, and he's like, yeah, I've got a fast ship. You're uh, going to need me. Fastest ship in the and galaxy. And then they're like, fine, we'll pay you X money. You know, well, they kind of- he's kinda, like, I need $15,000. And, and they're like, like $15,000, like, we four. could buy a ship for that. And he's like, who's going to pilot it? I'm Han Solo. And you're like, fuck, this guy is conflicted. His dick is on the table. On the table, and it looks good. It's <sighs> nicely shaped. It's not even about size, because people focus on size. They focus Griffin. on length or girth, <laughs> but it's about fucking the proportions of it. Because you don't want a thick dick with a little head. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a nice-looking dick. It looks like a fucking health class diagram. And they go, oh, we don't have $15,000. I guess we don't have a ship. Uh, we'll pay you 2000 now, yeah, 15000 well, later. Seventeen. Okay, meet me at the dock. I have some business they, to they sort out. They leave, and to Chewbacca, he's like, holy shit, this is perfect. We're in so much trouble right now. Like, so that's trouble. what I love about him. Right. He's got so much bravado. Yeah. And then to Chewbacca, he's like, fucking hell, we are in trouble. Then he has an it altercation. It turns out he was wearing a fake dick, and his <laughs> real dick is still big, but it wasn't as big as he was pretending it was. He, he has an altercation with a green Erodian. Greedo, I love this guy. Yeah, who just sits down and is like, not so fast, Solo. Yeah. Talking in another Han's language. trying to back out quickly. Subtitle. Yep. And then they Han understands what he's saying though. They, he's and, speaking in English. And then they shoot at each other, and I don't want to get into that because I hate the internet. They shoot at each other. He doesn't he kills he kills this Greedo guy because you don't fuck Greedo's with him. Greedo's gonna shoot him. It, it's clearly a standoff. Han goes, ends up winning. There's a dead body his, in the bar. And once and again, Han just leaves because this bar's crazy. Sorry about the mess. Then he goes to his ship and he <laughs> chats with Jabba the Hutt. Oh, I hate this scene. Bad I gotta scene. say, this is one scene I really don't like. It feels unfinished. It feels like tossed off. Also, a lot of CGI. Weird CGI. For a movie that was shot in 1977. At one point, he walks over. Well, they think this is the updated version. That's the problem when he finally finished it. But isn't it jarring because the rest of the he movie. He walks over his tail and it looks like garbage. Did you watch this? It's terrible. Yeah. 
But the rest, and, but, and so we get the job of the HUD, who we know. Yes, he was the race guy, the the, the pod race guy. Right. Apparently, he he's moved up the, the ranks. Planet. I mean, he's like really now like he's like a slum lord. And yeah. even though this Greedo guy just tried to like literally just tried to kill Han Solo. Yeah. Jabba's like, look, all right, you know, don't worry about it. The scene makes no sense. Did you notice in the background? It totally diffuses the the tension of like his debt. Yeah. Did you notice in the background too of this scene there are like six identical Greedos? Like not just species, like the same species, but wearing the exact same outfit. Like the same jumpsuit with the little vest. Also, Django Fett's Kind of in the background, but he looks There's different. like a green Django fan. Yeah, that's weird. This scene, No dialogue. This scene sucks. I love this movie, but like, no, you know. No, this scene is garbage. Demerits where demerits are due. Anyway, this scene blows. But, but it doesn't matter because they get off the planet. Yes. They get in the Millennium Falcon. Han Solo's super awesome ship. Right. Which is cool. Got Chewbacca by his side. A loyal friend. It's super cool. Yeah. This ship looks R2, great. C3PO. It's weird. This is our skeleton crew. It looks like a saucer. It's got weird bits all over it. I love this ship. It, it doesn't look sleek and sexy. Now, I think you get... Yeah. It looks lived in. It I looks mean, very it's, lived it's in. It's not like this, like, every space, you, like, yeah. you know, setting is always, like, this sleek, clean, like, white lit, like, room. This looks like dudes who are, like, out... Like doing yes. their thing, living e- it up. Every single thing in the Phantom Menace trilogy, the OT, looked like it was fresh off the storeroom floor from yeah. Best Buy. Now, maybe this is intentional. That's supposed to be the nice old age, yeah. the Republic, very like finery. It's like old ancient Rome. And now here we are in the shit. Everyone's just banging shit together. But intent doesn't matter if it's bad. I and I like you. you see this ship. They paid him so much money to get on this ship, and they look at it and they immediately go, "This fucking yeah, thing." Luke is like, "Ew, yeah, gross." <laughs> <laughs> and even on Solo's like, "Look, she she's better than she she'll looks. get you." He's there. not saying yeah. right. He's not saying like, "How dare you insult yeah. my perfect yeah, he ship?" Goes, look, a ship's a ship. There's a lot of cool stuff in this scene, in the, in the Falcon scene. Uh, C-3PO plays. This board game yeah, with like, Chewbacca, sort of like computer chess, but with monsters. Yeah, that looks that's pretty they're cool. They're fighting each other. So, and in that scene, C three PO accuses him of cheating, and, and or, or, or he's like, winning. He's going to rip your arms. Chewbacca's out. like last time. Last time Chewbacca lost to somebody, ripped his arms out. Just no. And it's like, ooh, we, Chewbacca. Ooh, interesting, because he seems all loyal, but he also does not fuck around. Doesn't fuck around. And also, he doesn't speak in English. Do, no, although he doesn't in the original movies. I know, but that's a good carryover. <laughs> but here's some other things I just want to note quickly yeah. from these scenes. You've got, like, more discussion of the Force. Han Solo's kind of like a counterbalance oh, and he to Obi-Wan. hates the Force. He just thinks it's stupid. He's like, I've been around the world. I've that's never seen anything so interesting. Because, like, he must have been a child when the Jedi Purge happened. So, yeah. He grew up in a world without the Force. That's the idea. Yeah, he likes a trusty blaster. That's all. All you need. Is Meanwhile, a Luke has blaster. his lightsaber, and he's learning how to like Practicing block lasers. He's trying to. He's, it's kind of cool. And Han Solo is like a waste of time. Here's the thing: I think we need to talk about the way they discuss the Force in this movie is very different. Yeah, it's very vague. Like, it, it, let's remember, it is established in Phantom Menace that the Force is essentially a blood disease. Right, it's like sickle cell well, anemia. Well, or at least like having access to it is a blood disease. Right, gives you access to this thing. Here, the way Obi Wan talks about it, it's like a living binding energy of all living things. It's like just an energy. Yeah, it's, it's an energy. A, it's and, like this atmosphere kind of around us at all times. But just some of us are it's more. It's the thing that unites it. us. You know, you might not believe in God, but you know, a personification, a guy with a beard and a and a fucking you know cloak up in the clouds. But there's something. Yeah. There's some larger thing here that you can look to as an answer. Are you going to talk about the way, Well, yeah. yeah. Even the way that Han Solo talks about it, 
he's just kind of like, look, I've seen a lot of stuff. You're telling me there's one thing uniting all of this? No, we're, we're out in the universe, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, Hansel, you get a sense that this guy's been been given a shit end of the stick. I don't think this guy's lived a good life. No, he's a scoundrel. Right, and, he, and he's had to, like, by hook or by crook, get where he is today. And he just goes, I'm not believing in any higher power. And Obi-Wan's just kind of like, look, there's something, and I'm telling you, some people are able to tap into it. It's not like you within your system have magical powers. No, I, I, There's a right. force that you can channel. I just love the way they talk well, about and I, it. What I love is that very quickly, mm-hmm. over on the Death Star, they blow up Alderaan. Leia's home, Leia's home planet. planet. They blow it up kind of as a way to get info out of her, mm-hmm. but also she gives up the info before they blow up the planet, or at least she gives up some info. It's kind of hard to tell whether it's true or not. Meeting peanuts, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I've been doing it all episode. Um, and Also, I give the Peanuts movie 4.5 out of 10. That's, that, that's about right. Um, you're getting the how scary this Death Star is. Mm-hmm. You can blow up a planet. Holy shit. Yeah. How evil the Empire is. They callously blow up Seemingly like one of the galactic centers of the world of the universe, mm-hmm. just to kind of prove their power. And when it happens, Obi Wan like sinks into his chair in horror because it's like, whoa, we get it—the Force, very powerful. I changed my mind. I give the Peanuts movie four out of ten. The Peanuts movie was not good. It's not good. I give it a four, and that's being overly kind. I agree. That's mostly because we like Peanuts, the yeah. characters of Peanuts, and the food. Um, yeah, agreed. O- Obi Wan just sits there. He feels he like he looks. says like I heard a million, a billion voices, whatever, cry out, and then be silenced. And Great. this is the idea of the Force too: is it's like not just having the ability to fucking do like backflips. It's about being connected. You know, mm-hmm. it almost feels like a greater sense of empathy as well. You know. Let's move on though, because okay. there, I do want to mention to get to sort of the final act and a half of this movie. I do want to mention there's one scene. That I think was one of the scenes that we just sort of passed in where we are in yeah, the story, sure. where Leia just has a British accent. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one's that? She's very affected. Like it's very like, I will never tell you. She's been like Carrie Fisher. We didn't mention this. Yeah, a yeah, daughter yeah, yeah. of Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ghostwriter of Hook. I think she did a pass on Hook. Uh, sure. Yeah, she did a. Pa- she wrote postcards from the edge. Uh, she's she really good in when Harry met Sally. She's great, but she's very young. So she's very young, but she's got reason. she's got a lot of. Attitude, like she's she's no, she's great. She's got yeah. this weird hairstyle. Oh right, it she looks like she's wearing honey buns. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, what what I like is so we've got all these disparate threads. Yeah, the, the storytelling is just so much clearer. It's so good, but it's, every and ten it all minutes, gets get to pulled the next together yeah. when they're trying to get these plans to the rebels. Mm-hmm. They get sucked in by the Death Star. They think it's a moon, which they're like, "Holy shit, this thing is so big." They think it's a moon. It's crazy. It's huge. They get sucked on board. But using Han Solo's brilliant sneaking powers, it's so fucking good, they manage to sort of infiltrate this Death Star. Well, the ship lands at like the the loading bay or whatever. Yeah, they like hide. They send a bunch of troopers in, and they go like, "Ship's empty. I don't know what to tell you." Right. They're hiding under the floorboards. When everyone leaves, knock out a couple stormtroopers, take their uniforms. Right. Han and Luke right. are dressed as troopers. Are they? In, uh, no, no, I'm trying to remember. Are they just trying to deliver the plans, or are they trying to get Leia? Because they find out about Leia. No, they. It's, yeah. it's random because R2 just plugs into the computer, and she's he's like, "The princess is here." And Luke is like, "Hey, Luke's guess like, what? Let's go get her." If you if we Probably get the princess, he's, he's like, "I don't care. I'm he's not." He's got a little bit of a hard on for Leia. 
No it's question, gross. which is weird. That's a weird move on George's part because they don't know because they've been raised apart. But the whole audience knows because we have all seen the first three movies I before watching this one. Solo, the whole audience knows that they're fucking siblings. And Luke is like, no, no, I just want to rescue the princess. It's like, no, you want to fuck her. And you hear those stories sometimes about Griffin, siblings, Griffin, twins Griffin. who are raised apart, and then they fall in love. Minutes left. I know, but it's a weird. Griffin, g- okay, twenty minutes. My God, let's go. I want to focus on Dexter Jester's diner, though, because there's some things we didn't cover. <laughs> I know that's a couple miniseries ago, but I want there's some what? things we didn't cover. What are you talking about? He's got a robot waitress, Flo. Um, uh, he's just oh, doing Ben's grabbing peanuts. He's just doing a bit. Um, yeah, Han Solo doesn't want to do it. There's all these cool... Well, it's that's so the thing. He just level. goes like, I'm just, I just want to no do my flubber. job. How does he get oh, Han on board to, to rescue Leia? He goes like, you like money. Can you imagine what's going to happen if you rescue a princess? Yeah, right. You're going to be famous. Yeah, yeah. All the doors are going to open money. for you. He just goes, really? Okay, I'm on board. So I sneak into the ship. They, but here's, I just, there's no flubber. There's, there's no flubber. so many stakes. It's so dangerous. Yeah. If this was Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon or Obi-Wan and Anakin, yeah. they would be like, uh-oh, 80 dozen fucking, you know, robots. Let's kill them. Yeah. Here it's like, like every situation is fraught. Mm-hmm. I love it. And there's a lot of legitimately good banter. There's a great moment. Where Han goes on to like he's they're shooting at a bunch of uh, troopers and then Han's someone comes the over intercom. the com yeah. yeah goes like sir we saw a malfunction here and there and he goes uh, no don't worry about it and they go should we send additional troops and he, he goes shoots no the it's damn fine thing. It, yeah. gas leak whatever and they keep on asking he's questions very funny. he shoots it and he goes uh, bad conversation anyway you see, L- L- Lawrence Kasdan called that his favorite it's the best uh, piece of dialogue in the in the whole movies it's the best yeah um, um, but they find Leia they find Leia Leia love her she's like. Who are you dweebs? This sucks. Fuck you guys. These two? This is who rescues me? You're like immediately subverting the trope of like, oh, the princess in the high tower who has to be rescued by the Mm -hmm. knight, you know? She like leads them into a garbage compactor to get away from things. She wastes no time to pick up a blaster. There's this awesome scene in a garbage compactor with a monster. But talk about clear objectives. No, it's great. They're in a garbage compactor. They got to get out of there. R2-D2, C-3P are up on board, and it's like, can we get them to pack into the system? Right, and it, it take, you know, they're almost crushed. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Chewie's with them, too. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they, they pretend he's their prisoner. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Now, the Han and Leia dynamic from the jump yeah. is the Very best. early. It's really it's so funny. Good. They're firecrackers. Just, they're so you good You see together. that tension oh. just right from the start. I just love how how risky all of this is. Yeah. And how clear that is the whole time. Yeah. Very and clear stakes at every moment. The what's thing, the next objective? What's happening on the fringe of this? Vader hanging out on the Death Star mm-hmm. is like, is, is Obi-Wan here? He's like literally, he's getting weird... like a ping. Obi- huh. Obi-Wan Kenobi? That guy, my old master? And they're like, no, don't worry about it. We checked the sign-in sheet. The last yeah. guy was named Old Ben Kenobi. So no no <laughs> Tar- concern there. Tarkin's the like. The guest list has Old Ben Kenobi. Tarkin's like, here? Yeah. And he's like, I feel him. And so the the paths kind of diverge at this mm-hmm. point where Obi-Wan Kenobi kind of like deactivates the tractor beam so they can escape. Right. So you've got Luke, Han, and Leia escaping. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan locked in this final battle with Darth Vader. Darth Vader comes head to head. Yeah. And they it's mostly talking. Yeah. Because Alakin is clearly no athlete, but they don't make him flubber around. But it's like they just have a few sword yeah. fighting. Yes, just very, very short, simple strokes. Right, because my, you know, talking. my old apprentice, my master, this and that. It's very vague. You would think Anakin would say more things like, "How did you survive?" And like, "What's up, man? Like, isn't this crazy? I'm a big robot now." More surprised the they still alive. The last time they yeah. met was on Mustafar. Yeah, 
But it does. I mean, Obi Wan probably has heard of Anakin. No, my guess is that uh, Vader knows that Obi Wan's not dead, because he probably would have like checked the sort of purge roster. Like, yeah. did we get him? Did we get him? But he's so. I mean, he really is so. Anakin is dead. I mean, they keep on saying over the course of the movie, Anakin Skywalker's your father. He died. He was killed That's by Darth true. Vader. Obi Wan. That's does. the thing Obi Wan says, this, which we know is not true, but it makes a weird sort of sense. He's sort of soft because the it's blow. like, well, Anakin. And that's kind is of how dead. he thinks Darth about Vader's it, a different person. He was completely corrupted, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they keep on talking about him in that way. And it sort of feels like you're surprised that Darth Vader doesn't have a, a stronger response to seeing Obi-Wan, but it's also like that was a lifetime ago. Yeah. Like Darth Vader doesn't have any feelings for Obi-Wan. there's this great line he has to himself where he's like, I feel something, a presence I've not felt since dot, 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 the end. We get it. Get it. Since the original three Less movies. Less is more, George. They have a fight. Obi-Wan, in an act of sacrifice, like just sort of puts his sword up, gets his head chopped off. Vanishes into nothingness. He doesn't get his head chopped off. It's well, like, right. there's he, like a, he gets sort of struck down, and then he just vanishes, he just vanishes. like a David Copperfield trick. Yeah, the the robe just falls to the and, floor, and Vader like kicks his. There's ropes. nothing there, and he like hits it with his foot. It, you know what it feels like. It feels like that deleted scene once again, where Yoda is talking to dead Qui Gon. And some dude doing a temp track for Qui Gon. Yeah, no, I know. It's like I found a way. It's because Obi Wan has a moment. He well, looks no, remember, at Vader. This is in the movie. It's he, in. The, it's not just the deleted scene. There's a movie. There's a scene in the actual film where but Yoda the fuller explanation. It. I know, I know. But still, we get it. He go, went off to this like yeah. one with the Force universe. He's there's like, a moment yeah. where Obi Wan looks at Luke before he's struck, and he sort of just holds a sword in front of him right. and like vol- volunteers himself to die. Yeah. But it feels like he's not dying. And he says to Vader like, "I'll become something even more powerful." And he just he just disappears. Yeah. He doesn't die. We've seen a lot of deaths in the Star Wars universe. And he's he not die. dead because we hear his voice throughout the rest of the movie, kind of nudging Luke on. He might have like, left this run, mortal Luke. coil, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, the voice is still echoing. Okay, so they get Leia. They get off that ship. They get to the Rebel Alliance, yeah. which is on the base of uh, Yavin 4 mm-hmm. on this like forest planet, yeah. forest moon, whatever. Rebel Alliance, I mean, they might not be as powerful in numbers as they're the Emperor, cool. but they're pretty strong. They got a lot of ships. They got a lot of people. We should talk about the ships. Rebel Alliance have these X-Wing things. So Very cool. cool. The Empire has these tie fighters. They look things. like bow ties. Oh, they're so awesome. They yeah. make this screaming noise. And Where the, were they? And the X Wings, it's like you're going to, because there are other things that go, oh, this is a Y Wing, this is an X Wing. The wings. The, yeah. These things got wacky wings you've never seen before. No, it's cool. Most times you just got two wings sticking out. Tie fighter, it's like two wings sticking out and then two vertical yeah, fucking this, shields. It's weird. Looks like a goddamn bow tie, and I love it. I love it too. We're, we're talking about this because the last act of this movie it's how long is it like half an hour it's a lot of time yeah yeah. is this sort of real-time assault by the rebel alliance on the death star right the plans have exposed like this one if you drive down this trench and shoot a torpedo down this little exhaust port you could maybe blow up the whole thing this guy's named like jan dadana or something like that oh yeah that guy right Right. the old guy and he shows this like it's really really clear storytelling very simple like sort of wire frame graphics there's like an animatic behind him and he's like here's the ship the only way we could take down the death star right if you hit a direct shot it's a little video gamey it's a little video gamey it is but also pretty much pre-video games at the time it production started that, that, that is true you know, that one could true. say the video game objectives were perhaps based off of. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Go on. But it's like there's this one shoot that then goes to the power core. Right, that'll blow up the whole Death Star. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the, the weakness that they have detected. And there's no guarantee it will definitely work because the shot has to hit perfectly. Right. But if you hit 
your your shot down this one thing and it managed to travel all the way down, the whole thing would explode. And they're like, there's no chance of that happening. Well, good luck. May the force be it's, with you. And he tosses it off like it's yeah, like, hey, God bless you, you know? And Luke is going to be a it's, pilot. He says it like Godspeed. He just goes, hey, Godspeed. May the force be with you. This guy's not a believer. It's just like a so thing you say. It's kind of interesting to see non-Jedi yes. saying that. Right. But it's like they're agnostic. How, yeah, uh, it's kind of like an old saying, right? When, right. when yeah, people yeah, say yeah. God speed, they don't believe it. They don't go like, actually, God may have speed in your journey. You know, like. So all these storylines have kind of gotten wrapped up, you know, into this one big final confrontation. Luke it's, is going to get the chance he's always wanted to fly. not like, let's have four different confrontations nope. cut between them. No. It's what just was this- with, with Luke's friend, though? His old friend. Yeah. Well, you know, he mentions him at the beginning of the movie. He's yeah, like, Biggs. wait, uh, Biggs, yeah. Biggs. He's like, Biggs has gone on to do other stuff. Yeah, but no, I think there were some deleted scenes there. There were some deleted scenes, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. No, but I like I it. He mentions Biggs or yeah, I, I, mean, I like you would, it. I would have liked one because Biggs' death is like kind of this big moment and you're like, okay. Yeah. You know, all right. You know, it, it's a little, little light. But Han and Chewbacca are like, Peace. We're out of here. I'm not. We got our a, money. He has like crates of money. Right. It's like being wheeled by. And he's it's like, kind I, of I awesome. don't fucking do this shit. Like, yeah. The whole time and Han's like, like, come on, I thought you were more than this. And he's and like, Han's no, like, I'm no, not. I never you. said I was more than this. I'm looking out for number one. I'm Han Solo, goddammit. Now, so I just like it's it, the simplicity of it. It's basically like if the if Phantom Menace had just ended with Anakin taking down the donut ship. Yeah. Or if uh, the Attack of the Clones had just ended with, I don't even fucking know. It just had not existed. <laughs> it's just, it makes the stakes so much higher. Luke Rather Skywalker. Than like, what's happening over here? Oh, what's happening over here? It's just Luke and Vader, who's in his own ship. But very similar. I mean, mirroring, mirroring the end of Phantom Menace. It's like, okay, now Luke, Anakin's son is in a similar ship. Good he pilot. once again has R2. He does. Riding shotgun. He does. In the back. Oh, he that does. droid he bought at the beginning of the movie now fits perfectly into this X-Wing. Oh, yes. Yeah, and this guy's droid. been around the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're against each other. We're cutting to Tarkin on the Death Star, mm-hmm. kind of being like, ha, 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 we're going to blow them up. Yeah. We're cutting to Leia and 3PO and the other guys mm-hmm. at the Rebel Alliance being like, oh, you know, yeah, watch pull this off. Yeah. But it's just this great dogfight. It's so cool. It's so well done. There's one really stupid CGI shot. Which one? It's like the establishing shot where you see them coming around like the Red Planet. It's done. Oh, it's all right. But there's... Uh, it, it the way he makes it, it's so uh, simple and sparse. It feels like you're watching like old newsreel footage. You I know? could do a million. I mean, it's so... it could talk about this movie for fifteen thousand hours. I mean, yeah, I think it's very inspired by World War Two, like newsreel footage. Yeah, yeah, but but you know so. what I'm saying? Like we're, no, spaceships so. we haven't seen before, backdrops like Everyone it's not of the real world, too. but the visual language of it. One by one, all, all the other guys off. are dying off. Luke's the one guy, he's a rookie, but he's got There's something. this weird thing. They need to get into this trench yeah. to even, so they have to like to drive down this trench. Yeah. And they're being pursued by Vader, and their sh- Vader's ship's obviously And faster. can I just say, I love a bad guy, like a, your villain, but he's getting his hands dirty. Oh, he's in yeah. there. It's he's so like, get cool. my ship thing. ready. Yeah. Fucking you want to send some troopers out? And he's like, no, I want to send fucking Darth Vader out. Wow. Me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Here's what his else TIE I like, His TIE fighter's like even more curved. Yeah, he's got yeah. this compact little thing. But yeah. here's what I like also. Tarkin in the Death Star, they come up to him and they're like, man, they might be able to do this. And he's like, do you want to evacuate? And he's like, no. No! Are you crazy? I'm not going anywhere. It's a little like uh, Palpatine in the Clone Wars, where he's like, "Oh, I'll stay here." I've got nothing to say about that. Um, anyway, anyway, I mean, there's not even much to 
analyze about this well, scene? Well, no, you're missing the biggest, amazing you're missing the biggest for, point. Well, you mean Han Solo returning? Right, yeah, so the TIE fires are coming at him. Oh, Luke's going to be in trouble. Who comes back? Oh, my God. He does care. He has a heart. I He's going to play it cool. I He's going to pretend. Fucking Han Solo, well, and my main guy. Right, no, no, no. Chewbacca, the Wookiee, riding shotgun. Here's what's good about it. Everything. Well, yeah, but also it's like, Vader's on Luke's ass. He's yeah. about. He's killed Biggs. Yeah. He's killed all these guys. About to kill Luke. Han shoots one of his side pieces, mm-hmm. and Vader goes like, "What?" and like spins out of the trench, spins away. You don't even know where he is. And you just see all we need. One shot of Han just going, "Yeehaw!" Like that's it. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That's all we need. And Luke is. And he's like, "Come on, Luke." Wrap it up and looks like great. I got it. Bam, it's L- over. Well, Luke's in the trench. It's foregone. Big- you're missing a big point though. Luke's in the trench. He's got the shot. He doesn't know if he can make it, and then he hears Obi Wan. Obi Wan's like, "You can do it, buddy. Use the Force. Turn off your computers. Use the Turns Force. Turns off the computers. Luke. It's so good. He blows up the Death Star. It's great. Tarkin's dead. Fucking, they get medals. It's a party. At the end of the movie. I mean, it's very similar to the end of Phantom. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like instead of Bossman holding up an orb, Luke's Phantom is like. Diplomacy! The Trade Federation has its blockade is over, although it still exists. But it like cuts like straight to that essentially. Um I now, just I think the victory is just so clear. Yeah, and it's, it's we just like want to see a celebration. We want to see and our guys getting their the dues. rebels. They blew up the, the fucking Death Star, which is an atrocity. That thing is an atrocity. Yep, sucks. They blew it up. I hate it. I'll go on record saying I hate, I hate the hate Death it. Star. Vader is still alive. He just spil- spiraled out. We don't know. We don't know where well, he is. Well, we see him just like... Yeah, but like, know. what's going to happen to Darth Vader now? Um, let's the end is awesome. Point, it's of, just like, point of contention, whoop. though. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So it's a party. There's no dialogue. Not party. It's like oh, a ceremony. Is your point of contention it's that like Chewbacca being... doesn't get a medal? Well, more than that, okay? It's a, it's a little weird. So Luke is the one who blew up the Death Star. Sure. Totally deserves a medal. No question deserves a medal. Are you saying Wedge deserves a medal? Han also gets a medal. Yeah, for showing up. I think if Han gets a medal, then everyone should get it. Yeah, participation. I think either you give one. It's a participation medal. Either you give one to Luke alone, or you give one to Luke, Han, C3PO, R2D2, Chewbacca, Wedge. I think Wedge should get one. Wedge is the only other survivor. He's a good guy. He's cool. I like him. I think maybe one Y Wing survives. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah, go ahead. If I'm not mistaken, Wedge Antilles. Uh, the actor is yeah, Dennis Lawson. Great actor. He's Ewan McGregor's uncle. Yeah, he's a great actor. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. England's a small place. So this is the best Star Wars movie. It's the best. Now, it's the best of the Phantom Menace series. It is so far. We're gonna watch the other ones, but yeah. What do you think happens in the next one? The Empire Strikes Back's a great title. Well, it sounds you know it sounds dark. Maybe some of her favorite characters. I mean, well, George said most of them didn't come back. I'm hoping TC14, like, because we saw her in this one. Maybe Darth Maul shows up finally. God. We keep predicting. Gotta it. clone him. Yeah. Um, I hope there's like some really awesome new planets, like the in like environments we've too. never seen before. That would be cool. Yeah, because this we mostly saw. It was very this similar. This is set on Tatooine, and then it's set on the Falcon and the Death Star. And Yavin then Four it's is set a forest on planet. This, yeah, Yavin Four, but we, we we really barely see it. Actually. I'd love to see some new terrains. Yeah. No, but I mean, so why do we like this movie? It's simple and clear. Its mm-hmm. story is really clear. Yeah. It's a battle between good versus evil, and it's a hero accepting, two heroes really, accepting the call. And it's it's fun characters, fun, relatable it, characters who all buck their conventions a lot. I mean, like Mark It's Hamill, not about like political malfeasance no. at the, what planet don't we see? Yeah. Fucking Coruscant. You could pause. More like Lamasant. You could, hey, nice one. You could pause this movie at any point in time, Thank showing you. it everyone's, to like everyone's really proud of that. We're, I'm really proud of you, yeah, David. So you could watch this movie with a six year old and pause it at yeah. any point in time and go, "What are they trying to do?" And they'd be able to tell you 
they're trying to blow up the Death Star. They're trying to get What's out of the trash What's everyone's motivation compactor. here? Yeah, super clear. You pause during Phantom Mass, they go, I, there's a guy with a beard, and he's talking to a guy who feels like the well, dude who like, delivers well, Chinese food. Well, the trade blockade has, has, uh, has stalled the Senate's deliberations on, um, well, yeah. and the Jedi's, you know, they're nope. being deployed, Mm-mm. but in secret. And now think about this. There's no 70s politics yep. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, fucking Watergate's happening right. a few years earlier. About Universal mythic storytelling. And like Mark Hamill is not giving a great performance in this, but no, it fucking works. Who, it's a crayon that he uses let's do a br- powerfully. Brief, let's do a very brief performance review. Very brief performance review, okay? I'm just going to call up Star Wars episode. I'm going to call it up. I, I just realized we should totally do a very brief performance review. Where, yeah. are, we, where are we, Ben? Uh, you're 75. Cool. So, yeah. Let's, very brief. Let's just knock this okay. off. And then, guys, we're going to see you next week. Yeah, uh, for Empire Strikes Back, right? I think you mean the podcast Strikes Back. That's right. All right, here we go. It's actually pretty hard to call up Star Wars and IMDb. There's a lot of options. Okay, great. It's crazy that when. All uh, right, uh, number one, we have Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Pro, yes, pass, pass. I'm going to give him a fail, but I think he's effective. I don't he's think it's a good performance, good. but they use the character well. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Hard pass. The hardest of passes. But no, you see, this is what I don't like about the language, because hard pass usually is a negative thing. You know what I mean? Like hard pass. Hard win. Whatever you want to say. Great. Thumbs up. I like up. saying hard pass. Two thumbs up. Best performance of the four films we've seen so far. Best performance of cinema. Yep. Carrie <laughs> yep. Fisher as Leia Organa. Pass. Thumbs up. Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin. Pass. You fucking kidding me? He's the best. Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Pass. So good. Anthony Daniels as 3 3 Pass. Dude, pulls it off. Definitely. Can we so finally good. say that Kenny Baker really rocked it as yeah, RTD2? Yeah, so good in this. Peter Mayhew <laughs> as Chewbacca. Kenny great. This pass. So good. David Prowse as Darth Vader. Who's this guy? I don't know. It must have been the guy in the suit. He's just in the suit. Good physicality. Pass. He's big. Pass. Phil Brown as Uncle Owen. Pass. Shalay Frazier as Baru. Pass. She's great. Uh, you know what? I want to go back. I'm going to give Mark Hamill a pass too. Yeah, of course. You're outrageous. Um, do you want me to do them all? There's a no, lot. no, no, no. We're good. We're good. I think we've oh, got actually. The... You know what? No, we've got oh, Jack okay. Purvis is Chief Jawa, the first Jawa, the major Jawa. Yeah, from Time Bandits. Yeah. Pass. Alex McCrindle is General Dodonna. Pass. Eddie Byrne is General Willard. I don't know who that. You're going to pass everybody. I, we no, already know where this is going. Well. Drew Henley is Red Leader. He's pretty good. He's really he's good. Like, actually, he's got. A, he's like an old salty uh, space dog. We didn't talk about my favorite character. Uh, well, let's see if we get to him. A uh, Red Two Wedge, Dennis Lawson. He's nope. great. Pass, but not my favorite character. Garrick Hagon is Biggs. Uh, pass, but not my favorite character. <laughs> uh, there's Red Four. Are we? Is it Red Six? Porkins. Yep. Played by William Hootkins, William? who I once saw give a great performance as, as Alfred Hitchcock on the on the really? London stage. He was fantastic. He's a fat guy. His name is Porkins. <laughs> he he fucking he flies next to so He barely fits in. He didn't even bother to shave. This guy rules. He doesn't even have a beard. He's got fucking <laughs> he, stubble. He looks he like dies, me. Like he, the, his ship like crashes into like a star by mistake. He's so shitty. He like gets to the Death Star and he's like, oh god, and then he's just shot to death. This movie rules. It's the best Star Wars yet. <laughs> it's the best movie ever made. <laughs> Porkins, fucking forever. I love it. Ben, final thoughts. I gotta say, you know, having done what thirty some odd episodes oh on the yeah. prequels. What is this? Yeah, yes. what is this? Like our thirty sixth episode? I Something mean, like that. No, I don't know. It was it was like a nightmare. By prequels, I, you mean original trilogy, right? Yeah, yeah. I called them the prequels. Too. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. they were the me. first trilogy. These are the sequels. But <laughs> so I recognize we were maybe a little hard on George though throughout that time. We did, you know, but yeah. it was tough. Anyway. Yeah. 
God, this guy really created something really the guy special. Nailed it. It's I a, mean, it's amazing. Yeah. We should mention written and directed by George Lucas. Edited by uh, Ben Burt. Marshall Lucas. We'll oh, talk about that in future episodes. Oh, you're so obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with that. I got a lot of things to say left in that. Thank you no, so much for you listening. No, you said enough on the fucking commentary. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. Rate, review, subscribe, email us, griffindavidpresent at gmail.com. What do you think? Blank check. What do you guys think? Or Present, And also, give me your address. I'll send you a motherfucking Comtech chip. He will. And guess what? Some of them are from this movie. It's true. I didn't, I wasn't even mentioning it before. You gave me Qui-Gon, though. I have a Qui-Gon. Yeah, I mean, they're mostly from the uh, Phantom, but I got a couple. I have Wurr, the bartender. I have Wurr. Oh, Wurr, the bartender, who doesn't want droids in his... I have a Han Solo. You might get that. So email me. I'll send you a contact trip. We love you all so, so much. You guys are the best. And as always, may the Force be.